This podcasting lark sounds easy, doesn't it? Well, it is when you've got the right equipment, such as Monkey Banana Happer podcasting microphones. If you're liking how we're sounding now, head on over to Monkey Banana and check out their great range of products. If you're in the market for live sound, studio sound, or just podcasting like us, they're a fantastic brand for you. Find their stuff at monkey-banana.de or check out our website, gottill5.com and follow the links. You have until the count of five. I happen to love the number five. It's a beautiful number, a glorious number. You got to the count of five. Welcome to the God Till 5 Wrestling Podcast, and that was really funny because we are doing a new thing where we're doing like a video recording of this episode, where we're going to try and make it work for YouTube, and I've never been able to just watch Jesse dance along to the uh, the intro before. Oh, you enjoyed that, did you? Um, yeah, we're back, it's Britney bitch, <laughs> that's where we are. Um, <laughs> so yeah, 2019, we're back with a bag, and it's going to be good because, yeah, video and that, and um, so this is going to be on um, the YouTubes, is that right? On the YouTube. Well, if it on works. If it doesn't work, you won't see it. Ah, okay. I'll say it to Max. I sort of hope it doesn't work, so I'll say it to Max um, beforehand that um, you can see how many views some has directly on YouTube, which is the most depressing thing in the world. So, probably. So, um, yeah. Exactly. And, and miserably. there's a reason we do radio. Well, there's a reason exactly. you do radio. You've got a face for it. I've got <laughs> a new haircut. I've got a nice little goat beard that I'm currently growing out. Yeah, yeah. Um, gorgeous. I'm uh, thank you. I'm looking from the side, let you sort of see it there. But, right. uh, there's I'm, depth to it. There is depth to it. I'm feeling good about myself. You've recently shaved your head. You look like the dynamite kid. Rest in peace. Yeah, and you really get a kick out of that. I do. I do. I can't actually see you. No, no, because the the thing's taken up my, my my video input. So sorry, Jesse. I just get. To, I'm not even looking at you. I'm I'm looking at my list and all the other. Oh, well, I'm, just, I'm just looking at myself. I'm just going to stare at myself for the next hour. It's going to be great. Yeah, I can imagine you're going to love that. And yeah. what are we doing for the next hour? We're doing a top We're five. We're talking about Royal Rumble top five stuff. Damn right we are, my friend. Because uh, it's Royal Rumble month here, and got till five. It's January. This time last year, we were doing well Royal Rumble stuff again because we did two. We did all time winners and matches so not the actual royal rumble match itself but uh matches before that on the pay-per-view it was really confusing to name as an episode yes um but we did it and we succeeded and it's a year later and we're still here so what happened we're gonna do a new one and it's gonna be yeah. great so this one we are actually looking at the actual royal rumble match itself so the 30 man 30 woman whatever you pick uh they will be in our list how exciting is that jesse very exciting i can't wait i know um so also what's happening so i was just on steve's podcast because it was his 100th episode so congratulations steve steve's podcast being da podcast very good go listen to it you idiots yeah reaching that milestone is very impressive and we're up for the second year in a row best podcasting guest award and uh we don't even have to plug it we got in the bag i imagine oh god we're gonna win if we don't win i'm never talking to steve again gonna burn canada to the ground yeah. Oh, he's now been I'm sending his porn on WhatsApp. Yes, he has. That's nice. Really, like obscure porn as well. Yeah, he's worth sticking with actually, even if we don't win, just for the for the weird porn. I'm happy with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Champ- there was champagne corks being blown off into 
women. <laughs> it was good women. times. Yeah, um, yeah, but um, so yeah, Royal Rumble matches. That's all good. Um, oh yeah, it's 2019. Happy New Year. Happy New Year for your New Year because you spent it with me. Spent it with you in Merry Brighton. We watched fireworks on the beach and spent it with our Game Till Five sister podcast. Nikki and Steph were there too. They're lovely. We had a lovely Game Till Five um, orgy and um, it went, all went tremendous. And now there's, there's champagne bottles and um, I don't know because I'm not very safe. There might be Till Five babies in a couple of months. Um, <laughs> well, babies well, I just sat in the corner and read, the so... <laughs> but yeah no it was no, no orgies took place um but it was um, it was a very lovely night we got pictures taken of us all didn't we, we did we put that up anyway yeah it's on the twitter somewhere it was it was nice oh i'll go find that and look at it yeah i enjoyed watching the uh the fireworks down at the beach with you that was actually quite a nice little moment it was nice i wanted to hold your hand and then i got embarrassed <laughs> you, you went away I don't, I don't remember seeing you at the beach actually you idiot maybe that's where the orgy took place i don't know <laughs> but it was nice, and it was very nice that Jesse made the trip all the way down to Brighton to see me. I did. I, I don't travel. I'm like Stone Cold Steve Austin. He doesn't travel. So, you know, like half of the Stone Cold podcasts on um, the network are like just in like his barn, <laughs> and it's because like there's like six months of the year where he's like, I'm not leaving Texas. I'm not going anywhere. That's basically me all year round. I just stay here, and people come to me, or they don't see me. Yep. That's why I don't have many friends. Yeah, exactly. You're a little hermit crab, and that's why we love you. But uh, yeah. but how's 2019 been so far? Eleven days in. It's been good. Bought a medium piece today from Papa John's. They gave me a large by mistake, so that's awesome. Um, that's about it. That's the day, best event hey, man, of the year. You're doing better than me, so God, you got to take that yeah, win. It's going to be great. But now we should probably move on to top five. Uh, also, our, another plug for one of our sponsors. Go to powerslam.tv and you get a free month oh, yeah, by using that. promo code GOTTILL. Five, all one word. Five is that five? Is that five the word? Five the word. Do you want me to spell out? G O T. Yeah, go. G O T T I L L F I V E. Stick that shit in to powerslam.tv and you get free wrestles. And we all love a free wrestle. Exactly. So good times ahead. On the next episode, we don't have a top five sorted, but we do have uh, the voice of the West Midlands joining us in Colin Russell Ames, uh, Kamikaze awesome. Shropshire. He pretty much announces for everyone. He's a great guy, great taste in music, really funny, and I'm very excited to have him on the podcast. So uh, make sure you're here Me in too. two weeks for that. <sighs> Hooray! Let's do a top five. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Are you ready? Oh, hell yeah. You fans can stick it, brother. Tell me he didn't just say that. Oh, uh, yeah, sad news to start. Rip Mean, how how poignant is our top five intro now? Oh, yeah, poor Gene, Mean Gene, Oakland, he died uh, last week, was it? Well, the week before. Um, last week. But very sad news. Nonetheless, um, yeah, if you listen to this in the future, that's what happened. Very sad, but um, you seem like a top bloke. And he did th- he did wrestling how I want to do wrestling. If I ever get involved in the business, just like do a career where you become an amazingly respected veteran, but you never take a bump in your life. So you just like you're not battered or injured or anything or crippled like so many older wrestlers are. 
Um, it's but true. You're just as you're just as respected as the wrestlers. And he did actually get to go in the ring and stuff because remember he like did a tag team with Hogan and but he didn't have to do anything. Hogan beat the guy up and then he got the pin. That that's like perfect wrestling right there. Yeah, exactly. That's how that's how I would that's how I want to roll. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, so in honor of Mean Gene and Royal Rumble, probably the greatest Royal Rumble interview call of all time. As you know, if me and Jesse have a crossover, we'll play a sound drop and then we can talk about it together. And we've used this in the past, I think exactly one year ago today. I really want to burp, but I can't. You know, it just gets trapped. Yeah, you're just, you're just talking like this. You're just talking like this. You're like, I can do this, man. Um, so this time last year, we used this exact same drop, but it's fitting. So here it is. Put that cigarette out. And it's just Put that fantastic. cigarette out. Like, I, I was watching... Um, that rumble yesterday and just his yeah. interview interview and then cut to put that cigarette out i love it <laughs> it is pretty good oh dear <sighs> would you like to go first yeah my number five is <coughs> cough to get that out of the way um royal rumble 2007 won by the Undertaker. put that cigarette out and it's on your list as well what number yours what number yours um it's my yeah. number two Oh dear, so I have a higher standard of wrestling than you. So um, this is, um, I, I sort of want to say it's contemporary, like it's a new one, but it's not as it's 12 years old. Fair, but, yeah. uh, but anything after 2005 feels contemporary to me, because that's how tragic my life is. Um, so um, it's not so much the rumble that has put this in the list, as the last sort of 12 minutes of the match. So... Shawn Michaels and Undertaker are the last two in the match, and they just decide to have a have a full on one on one wrestle. It's great. It's almost and we didn't know it at the time, but it's a teaser for WrestleMania 25. And obviously, that's uh, we've talked about it loads of times before. One of my favourite matches of all time, um, and I think one of yours. So yep. it was really cool to sort of see this start um, and to see them. This is the first time they had um, wrestled each other since. Um, since Shawn Michaels had come back in 2002. So that's awesome. Um, why do you like it? Um, same reason, really. Um, it, it's just fantastic. But all throughout the match, I think you don't give it enough credit um, when you talk about just just all of it. Kane is fantastic in it. Um, this is when ECW came back, so it's like the ECW guys. Kane choke slamming Sabu through a table. That That's a, a personal highlight of mine. Um, Sam Mann whacking everyone in the head with a kendo stick. And uh, <laughs> Rit, I always forget how terrible Great Carly is until I watch Great Carly. He just oh, God. he just responds off cues in the ring. Like obviously he beat he eliminated like six of the mid carders when he came in last. Like who's going to beat him? And he obviously did it way too quick because then he just stands in the ring for the next forty seconds, just raising his arms up in the air, going. <laughs> Sloth, yeah, love, he Sean. and uh, then Undertaker's music hits, and he comes out and finally beats him up. But uh, yeah, he he's not a not an improviser. Is great, Carly. Let's say that. And no, I think it's quite obvious by looking at him what why he was hired. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. He's <laughs> got think a lot of going racism. for him. Um, no, but he killed a man. He did kill a man. You are correct. We should do it. Top five murderers. No, we shouldn't. That's oh, I wonder it'll be number one for me. <laughs> Not picking favourites, Jesse, just people who have done them. <laughs> um, my favourite spot, though, is when... Because they had to kind of make it believable, because Undertaker came in at number 30, first man to ever win at number 30. And to come in at number 30 and win is, always seems a bit cheap. But they did it really well with Rated RKO beating the shit out of him with chairs and busting him open. So it looked like he had been through an actual fight. 
And then when Rated RKO finally did get eliminated, and you just have Undertaker and Shawn Michaels lying in the middle of the ring for like kind of an uncomfortable amount of time, and then Undertaker sits up, and then Shawn Michaels kips it up, and you're like, okay, it's game time. It's on like Donkey Kong, as I would say. Yeah, um, I just did. And they, you're right. They have a match, which is very rare in a Rumble. Normally, it goes an extra what three, four minutes before before the elimination. Yeah, in fact, they did a good ten minutes uh, wrestling each other, and yeah, it was great. It was great. They added like I'm sure they added an extra two stars to that match just by those two doing that in the last ten minutes. Yes, completely. So. Very good rumble. I um I really enjoy watching it, and I, I've watched it quite a lot of times. So, thanks for taking. Is it the only time Takers won the rumble? Yes, that's pretty bad, isn't it? It is, and the only one to to win it from the last spot, which is also mental. Yeah, all these all these years, and Takers never won a rumble except that once. I know, and uh, and that was the year that Chris Benoit left us. So I reckon it was Takers' curse. <laughs> That's what you're going with. I, That's what I'm going I with. I messaged you, didn't I, that I, I was watching this Rumble, I think today or yesterday, and today. I thought Chris Benoit died in 2006. Oh, that's always just in my head. But then uh, his music hit when I'm watching the 2007 Rumble. <laughs> Good God, the fit. You should have seen me jump out of my seat. This is in such bad taste. <laughs> What's happening? How dare they? <laughs> Well, at that time of year, this happens every year. People fake the Chris Benoit for the Hall of Fame graphic. Mm. Um, Because this is when they start announcing Hall of Famers for this year. And um, every year it happens. And every year, um, our dear friend Simon Cromwell, um, who listens to this actually, um, tags me in it thinking it's real. (laughs) So every year without fail, he's like, like, they've finally done it. It's like, no, probably they never will be. Just, but yeah, you never know. Like, almost like clock, almost like clockwork. Every year I get tagged. Yeah, there, there's there's two guarantees every year: Kenny Omega rumors to WWE and Chris Benoit in the Hall of Fame. Yes, exactly. That is just the standard. Okay, so <laughs> my number five. Uh, I've switched around my order a little bit, and I, I was like, I don't know how to play this. So I've gone for the 2005 Royal Rumble. Ooh, not in my list. Ooh, okay. This was a fun one, because you can kind of see the times changing and the era shift going on between the two of them. And the thing I really liked at the start were the two champions from the previous WrestleMania started this match. That being Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit. And besties, yeah. And besties, exactly. And I loved having those two start. And this was the rumble that had uh, Pewter come out, didn't it? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, this. Um, I think this rumble. Um, I did. I thought about this rumble because I'm, for obvious reasons, I fucking love the finish, and um, also Daniel Puder is just an amazing part of this Royal Rumble. <laughs> so, for those who don't know, Daniel Puder was this tough enough kid who wants to shoot on the big boys, and he thinks he's like legit MMA and wrestling. He almost had like a wrestling is beneath him kind of attitude. So he comes yeah. in with Eddie Guerrero. And Chris Benoit, two of the stiffest workers there are. And then Hardcore Holly gets added to the mix, who just loves hurting the new boys. He's the, he's yeah, the Minoru he's, Suzuki he's of WE at the time. He's just like, yep. I've got, I've got Hardcore Holly's book and you have to read it. It's amazing. It's like, like you, if you tell someone, read Hardcore Holly's book, you're like, no, that sounds like <laughs> the worst idea in the world. But if you actually do it, um, it's amazing because he was like a mid-carder his whole career, right? So the whole book is so bitter because he was there longer than all the big stars. And the whole book, he's just saying about how shit everyone else is and being really honest about his feelings and how 
like he really views himself as this well-respected like legend of the business and just talks about how he's better than everyone else and all this and it's just so deluded but the honesty of how he feels about other people is absolutely amazing and he goes into a lot of detail about this Royal Rumble as well in the book it's a really worth a read nice I'll check that out because yeah I, I always remember Harker Holly thinking that he should be positioned round about WrestleMania 17 where The Rock and Austin were like he should be taking the world title that's how deluded he Appa- was <laughs> Apparently, he worked for the WWE for six years before Vince McMahon could even remember his name. <laughs> oh, that's just sad. <laughs> and his name's Bob. It's like the easiest name in the world. I was just One walking past everyone like Shinsuke, like all these really complicated names. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. how you doing, pal? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, but this rumble is absolutely fantastic because obviously the final two ends up being Batista and John Cena, but this wasn't, oh God, it's Batista and John Cena. This was the two newbies being in the... Oh God, they were like, they were like primed. They were proper up and comers and, um, or cer- certainly us, I think the rest of the audience at large were behind both of them. Yes. Uh, so Cena was, um, Cena was John Cena. He was still in his rap gimmick, which was quite badass and like everyone thought he was cool. And Batista was in Evolution, but they were just planting the seeds. I think we talked about this a few weeks ago. Um, planting the seeds of Batista leaving Evolution. And the subtle acting, which you don't see in wrestling often, that Batista was doing in the lead-up to this was absolutely incredible and really winning him over a lot of fans. Yeah, completely. And it's um, also this was when like the Raw and SmackDown split was happening. Um, that, that was going on. And they they actually made it really believable with the whole split and people having factions and stuff. But do you remember in this match when Mohammed Hassan comes out and everyone's just like, fuck yes. it, I'm racist. Let's uh, let's get rid of the Arab guy. And everyone yeah. picks him up and chucks him over the top rope. Mohammed Hassan could have been something amazing because his, um, his argument, what he was saying was actually justified. He was saying, I'm a Muslim American and you know, I'm not a terrorist or anything like that, but you will treat me like one. That's actually quite sort of meta and could could be cool. Yeah, that was that was the uh, idea. But, but then but then but then he got some actual terrorists to come out and beat up Undertaker, which sort of diminished the whole thing. Yeah, that that wasn't so good. No. He's actually um, an Italian American, so he's just got the slightly brown skin, so they gave him that character. <laughs> Classic wrestling. And uh yeah, he's a um, high school teacher now. Really? It's yeah. a random fact. Well done. I don't know why I know that. Yeah. And then obviously the finish of the match is John Cena and Batista go over the top rope at the same time. Both hit, feet hit the floor, which apparently was an accident, even though it looks like... And the most perfect timing in the world. That's why it doesn't look like an accident. It looks so rehearsed. And then yeah. the quick thinking of the referees and just everything that happens. just It's amazing. And the reason it took Vince McMahon so long to come out is because Eric Bischoff and Teddy Long had already gone home or gone to the hotel. They'd left for the night, so they were done. So, like, everyone was running around backstage looking for them to sort of go out and um, improvise this thing with, you know, Team Raw and Team SmackDown. And, um, yeah, they weren't there. That's why Vince comes out absolutely fucking living. And slides in the ring, hits his uh, legs on the ring apron, and tears both of his quads. Yeah, well, runs in the family, obviously. Reverse. Family. With Triple H. Well, you know what I mean. (laughs) But it's still one of the funniest wrestling moments of all time. It's incredible. And that for that reason alone is why it's my number five. Well done. It um, absolutely deserves to be in there. And um, Batista won in the end over John Cena. 
um, which is worth noting because it's interesting that they were obviously hotter on Batista than John Cena at that point. Yeah, looking at what eventually did happen. And as you say, the the storyline that came out of it of uh, Batista and Triple H. But John Cena went on to win a title anyway because he faced JBL at that WrestleMania and won the title. So they were kind of even keel on both of them. Yeah, and two nights after that, John Cena um, retires the undisputed WWE title belt, which is one of my favourite belts, and replaced it with a spinner belt, and I'll um, never forgive him for that. Yeah, we love you now, John. Like, you're one of our favourites, but uh, that's unforgivable. Because it was we'll around never forget the spinner belt. for eight years? Yeah. Do you remember the special US belt he had? Yeah, that was cool. It was a cool belt. I was down with that. Yeah, yeah that was a cool-looking belt. It, it, uh, yeah, then he ruined it. Well, it's fine if you want to have like custom championships. It's just that it was that was always John's title, no matter what. That was like Cena's title. Yeah, but then you'd have like Orton would win it or Punk would win it, and it would stop spinning, but it would still look exactly. Well, that's the same. that's what I'm saying. You know, it, it's like no matter who won it after him, that was John Cena's title because he debuted yeah. it and he made it look like that. So yeah, yeah, exactly. It's horrible. I I missed you undisputed. Yeah. I miss I miss everything about wrestling in <laughs> <laughs> By um, the way, listeners, this is um, not going to be the classic. What are the, like classic Royal Rumble matches? Because we have asked the listeners what their favorite Royal Rumble matches are, and they 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 have let us know. Uh, okay. These these are mine and Jesse's favorites. So screw off. We don't. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm well aware. We were saying before we went on air. I'm well aware that my taste in Royal Rumbles is basically what i saw when i was a teenager <laughs> it's not and i'm sure they're not the greatest rumbles if you're looking at them from you know skill point of view or whatever but they touched me in a way that no one has since uncle jeff <laughs> um so um my number four is um i think we might have a few crossovers here um my number four is royal rumble 2009 won by randy orton no not not, not ah, a huge nice. fan of this one. Why do you hate it? I didn't say I hated it, just not a huge... Why do you hate it? Go on. Why do you hate it? It's it's good. It's alright. It's brilliant! So, Randy Orton wins... Uh, Randy Orton's playing his, like, um, psycho character at this time. And the punt is still legal. And... He's doing the punt everywhere. They built up the punt as this incredible finisher. I've never seen them build up a finisher like they did the punt. Like, that was it, wasn't it? Whenever he hit the punt, it was like, not only has Orton definitely won this match, but whoever he's against, we won't be seeing him for a few weeks now because he got punted. It's like, that's amazing that they built up a finisher like that. It's very true. Um, it was great to see um, a heel um, win because that doesn't happen that much. Um, it was cool. Uh, his psychotic character was great. He was with Legacy at the time, Cody Rhodes and Ted DiBiase Jr. Um, this was the first Rumble that Kofi debuted his Kofi will do something crazy to stay in the match shtick. Oh, yeah. um, so he did, this is the first one, and he did a um, walking handstand on the outside of the ring, walked round and then got his feet on the stairs, um, which was cool. You know, it's become a bit sort of, um, oh yeah, what's Kofi going to do now? But when it happened for the first time, it was awesome. Um, Rey Mysterio has a great um, has a great run in this rumble. That's fun to watch. It's it's just a good good solid rumble. And I think Randy Orton. This is my favorite era of Randy Orton. And you could tell he was really enjoying himself. And that is enough for me. Was this where it went on to him versus Triple H and he like? Amania twenty five. Yeah, it was a very Stephanie. disappointing match. 
Yes, we'll see all that build up. It was incredible. Oh, yeah. Handcuffing the... um, Triple H and snogging an unconscious Stephanie after he DDT'd her to knock her out. It was amazing. Yeah. That's, that is like that is awesome storytelling. And the, the reason that match um, was such a letdown is because it followed um, Undertaker Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 25, as we were just talking about. It's true. Which is like the worst, the worst spot ever. Like the crowd were absolutely exhausted after Taker Shawn, so they couldn't really hack this match. And there was only one possible outcome. I, you and me watched that WrestleMania together. And you were so pumped and pulling for Randy. And I just remember going, looking at you going, he can't win. And you're like, why? I was like, <laughs> all the hellacious stuff he's done to Triple H over the weeks, this is his retribution. And I always remember you just going, oh, and sitting quietly for 20 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> yeah, but like, the way my mind went, because I'm like, fundamentally quite an evil person. I was like, ah, well, what old's done isn't that bad. <laughs> it's like, it'll be all right. <laughs> it's like, I thought, oh, what old's the bad guy? What's going on? Um, uh, do you remember the bit as well in the build-up to this? Um, God knows how, like, you could kayfabe say how it was filmed when Triple H went to Randy Orton's house and broke in with a sledgehammer and just, like, threw him through the window and oh, shit. yeah. That was a fun... Yeah, I remember that? that? was a fun little promo. Yeah, the build-up to that show. So good. It was brilliant. And it was WrestleMania 25 in Texas. I remember we had an ACDC song as the thing. And this was Triple H was face, obviously, at this point, and it was all like he was with the McMahons who were face as well. So Vince and Shane were all on telly as the McMahon family all getting punted by all and, and but they were all like good guys and it's just really weird to see them all like that. Yeah, yeah. Right, as we always say, here Randy is happy Randy. Oh god, yeah. And yeah, as he is at the moment, isn't he? And um that's very good. Yeah, he's, well. he's loving it at the moment. He's doing like a reverse legend killer, he's doing I'm the legend now, and I'm going to kill all your favourites, so I'm still relevant. Killing all the... Yeah, I'm going to kill children. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. So, yeah, good choice. Um, I've, I've, I'm sorry, I've just never really rated it. I, I know it's, like, perfect for you, because it's, like, epitome of evil Randy, but, uh, yeah, it was all right. It's brilliant. You know what? I'm a, like, I'm a massive Harry Potter nerd, as well as a wrestling fan, and that era of Randy... Like, Randy Orton is Lord Voldemort in that era. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, he... Um, Voldemort's my favourite character in Harry Potter, and so at this period, Randy Orton was my favourite wrestler because they were one of the same. It's awesome. Such an evil bastard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we don't watch movies together. You're always rooting for the bad guy. That's why Santa's sleigh was perfect because you could root for Santa, oh God, yeah. killing everyone. It was great. Yeah, even when I watched Disney films when I was a kid, I always rooted for the bad guys. I think I should probably go to a therapist. We've we've been saying this for a while. Yeah. yeah. Oh well, that's all right. I'm I am Slytherin as well. Um, so so I'm allowed to support these guys because Pottermore has put me in Slytherin. I don't think that's a defence in the court of law. I, I beg to differ, sir. <laughs> we'll see what happens when I'm um in front of um what's his name? Um, it's not going to be Judge Rinder. Rinder. Just. Judge Rinder. Gonna... <laughs> will, For the crimes that you I commit, it's not going to be Judge Rinder. <laughs> I think I went to court. I, went, I refused to say anything unless I was in front of Judge Rinder. <laughs> I will only speak to Rinder. Oh. Can't wait for this podcast to go down a blaze of glory. My number four. <laughs> to our American listeners, Judge Rinder is like a British Judge Judy, but he's um, he's funnier and less cruel. Yes. He's a very sweet man. Very sweet man. He's got his own talk show now, I hear. Has he? I'll be tuning into that. Yes, you will. Uh, anyway, this is not the Got Till Rinder. This is the Got Till Five podcast. <laughs> My number four is actually recent, Jesse, not 2007. Mine's so recent, 
It's the 2018 Men's Royal Rumble. Put that cigarette out. Ah, there it is. Yes. Um, This is my number three, so that would have been my next one anyway. Very good. Well done, sir. We cancelled each other out. Um, How fun is this Royal Rumble? It's brilliant. And because the last few years had been so disappointing, that almost made it better, I think. And it was coming. It's a real testament to them that um, the women's no, the women's rumble main evented. This was the first rumble, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And so it's more it's more a testament to the women's rumble then um, that um, this happened first. And I still enjoy the women's rumble a lot. Um, but it's yeah, I thought this was a fantastic rumble. Why do you like it? Well, I was honestly struggling which one to put in the men's or the women's because both are fantastic. You know, this this pay per view in general. Having two solid Royal Rumbles, one after another, is just fantastic. But the thing I love so much about this is um, that they make everyone a star in it. Every single person is in there for a reason. Yeah. Uh, no one has, like, a missed opportunity. There's comedy in it. There's throwback to old storylines. There's there's build forward. It just has everything you want. Do you remember, um, I was just watching this, like, literally an hour ago, because I wanted to remember every little bit of it. One of my favourite moments is Heath Slater trying to run down to the ring and he gets taken out by Baron Corbin first. Everyone who comes out just beats the shit out of him and it takes him ages to get in and then he eventually gets in and eliminates Sheamus within a second. Yeah, it's pretty... Was oh, just... Seamus, it was Sheamus' birthday, I think, as well. It was, it was. It was Sheamus' birthday and it was just a really nice moment. Yeah, it was. <laughs> that was great. And probably one of my favourite Kofi saves. So Kofi gets thrown out, his foot lands on Xavier... And then they put the pancakes under him, so his two feet never touched the floor. But the thing I really like is the way they Xavier and Big E do the launch. So he puts his foot on, and they launch him into the ring. Yeah, and it doesn't fuck up, and it's beautiful. It's great. You know, we talked about Kofi. So he started his sort of doing um, crazy shit, staying in the Rumble in two thousand and nine, as we said. But yeah, he, he only you only get one shot at it on live TV. You know, and it has tight as O'Neill well knows, and um, you and he's never um, he's never fucked up. He's just nailed everything. Fair play to him. Uh, do you? I'm so excited for the Royal Rumble in the next couple of weeks just to see what they do with Titus. <laughs> what do you think? Well, yeah, that, that's the bad thing, though, isn't it? Like, this really nice organic accident happens in WE, and then WE decide to overdo it to death. It happens with absolutely everything. But the anticipation of him coming out is going to be brilliant. This is true, actually. I've, yeah, ne- never. Uh, there's never been another time where I've looked forward to hearing Titus O'Neil's music. <laughs> Oh, the pop. It's going to be beautiful. And um, what else was there? You had Adam Cole and Andrade Cien Almas in there. Yeah, that was great. Rey Mysterio came back. Yeah. Um, Andrade Almas did the springboard and into the RKO from Randy Orton. Classic. One of my favourites. And the ending to this rumble is one of the best. And I'm going to argue it is the best ending to any rumble. So the final six are the new blood of Roman Reigns, Shinsuke Nakamura and Finn Balor versus the old blood of Rey Mysterio, John Cena and Randy Orton. And Finn, that Balor, Finn Balor, who was number one, by the way, I think, yes. in this rumble. Yeah. And uh, I picked Shinsuke to win this and you picked Balor. Yes. Which made it even more perfect that, that the two were in the end. Uh, just the way the, the old and new kind of faced off. And it, it got great when it got down to the two of Finn Balor and Shinsuke versus Roman and Cena because everyone knows the stereotypical, oh God, Reigns and Cena are going to win this. As they always do. Especially when it came down to Shinsuke versus those two. And you were like, oh god, no. It was just... They knew exactly what they were doing. 
And yeah, that's, it's, that's I think what I like. They kind of they kind of tried to do it in the women's rumble with um, the Bellas and Asuka, didn't they? Yes. But it was like it didn't work the same because it's like we the Bellas aren't around at the moment. We just know the Bellas aren't going to win, so so that was sort of a the, the suspense wasn't there. But with this and Roman, the suspense is always there when Roman's got a chance to win. Yeah, Roman versus Shinsuke, and in Philadelphia where he won it previously and got absolutely obliterated by boos from the audience, you yeah. kind of felt like oh they're going to try it again. And to have Shinsuke win was just not really... It, it was an option and it wasn't an option. It was a very yeah, weird time. It's, yeah, I know what you mean. It's It was like before the Rumble, you would say there's no way they're letting Shinsuke win this. But when Shinsuke won it, you weren't that surprised. It's a really yes. weird thing. But um, it's great that they gave it to him. And this is back when... Shinsuke hadn't been on the main roster all that long and it was sort of exciting, still exciting that Shinsuke Nakamura was there and um, then they um, overdid it. But yeah, at the time it was absolutely incredible and uh, you know, all of us um, smarky fuckers loving New Japan and stuff, it almost, or to me anyway, it sort of felt like there's our, there's our New Japan representative in the WWE, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, completely. And it was just a, a really nice moment, and the pop was huge. the The only negative of this match is um, the Dolph Ziggler storyline. Do you remember? Oh, this? fucking out! Yes, I do. Yeah, I, so I like until this moment. Yeah. So Dolph is um, he won the US title, and he said on SmackDown, "I'm relinquishing it." This was a month beforehand, and I'm leaving. I'm done. And we all, everyone was like, "Okay, what?" And then his music hits at the Rumble. I think he was number twenty nine. Or maybe even thirty. I can't. I remember. think he was. He, well, he, no, he was thirty. He was number thirty. Yes, and he comes out, and everyone's like, "Holy shit!" And I remember thinking, because I've always been a big Dolph fan until his recent kind of last two years. I was like, "Yes, Dolph's gonna, Dolph's gonna do this, and it's gonna be his moment." But no, he just gets dicked out by um, Finn Balor and Goldust very it's, quickly. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's ridiculous. But yeah, it didn't hurt the match itself. It was just that when you rewatch it, you can kind of just ignore it and uh, go from there. But the match itself is is one of my all time favorites. So is Goldust still wrestling, or is he quietly retired? I don't know. I think I know he was injured and he had like knee surgery or some I kind of he, surgery. I hope he gets a good send off because talk about a fucking MVP of wrestling over the years like we were talking about bob holly being this big card of his whole career but and working hard but he was such a miserable fucker about it Goldust has been amazing for a long long time and is you know up until whenever he was wrestling last has been killing it for years and years and years i love Goldust. what you put into perspective the guy's like barring his tna run has always been a like company loyal guy and he's he did, he did go to so... wcw a little oh bit yes well. i forget seven that was uh yeah but but he was uh he he was wrestling Roddy Piper at WrestleMania that's how far Goldust goes back yeah yeah he was yeah he's, he's amazing yeah. he des- he deserves a real good send off he deserves a um a proper like a nice WrestleMania match or something and um and then Hall of Fame the immediate next year after he retires yeah with all of this obviously AEW is very fresh and stuff but do you think he's uh, very torn where he's like oh I want to go do shit with my brother but like I love WE so I don't know yeah it'll be interesting won't it because we've always thought that Goldust will walk into a sort of backstage agent role as soon as he retires you know very comfortably and I think he'll be absolutely tremendous at it but if AEW um, really does take off um yeah, it'd be tough, wouldn't it? Because I'm sure um, 
Cody would absolutely love to have him at AEW as well. Hundred mm. percent. So uh, yeah, 2018 Royal Rumble is a main. I found one more classic. thing. Sorry, um, I accidentally. I don't know how this happened. Found Goldust's daughter on Facebook. That's weird. You don't accidentally do that. You search, you pervert. I well, no, he. Um, I found his. So I found his Facebook account because um, he'd commented on something from an independent wrestling show or something. Um, and uh, through that, saw that his daughter had written something like "Happy Birthday" or something. So I just clicked on it. She's fit. Yeah. Yeah, really fit. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. It's just it's no. Not there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just wondering yeah. how far you're going to take this information. What I don't know. I mean, she lives in um, you know Southern America somewhere. I think so. Um, she's not that close to me, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> I'll find her. Imagine having Goldust as a father-in-law. Oh, you're going, like, full-on straight to the marriage. <laughs> yeah, I'll be correct. You're not even going to, like, date this girl and see how it works out. You're just, like, you're walking down that aisle. No. No, no but she's, yeah, she's a good-looking girl, um, which is great. Well done, the Runnels family. Cool. Uh, you know, it must be in the family. Cody Rhodes is a good-looking dude. He is. He is. You can't, you can't deny it. All right, that was Cody a Cody and Eden's baby's going to be beautiful if they ever have one. Oh, yeah, it will. Or it will go so far the other way and be the most hideous thing you've ever seen. Because well, that's the thing. Like, it's ugly people have pretty babies, isn't it? And then, But is that true? I don't know. This is a weird segue. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah. 2018, good rumble. <laughs> <coughs> wow. Okay. What are you on, number two? Number two. Uh, my number two. We're going way back. This is the only um, old rumble that I've got in my list. It is oh, old by my standards, of course. Um, this is the um, Royal Rumble 1992 won by Ric Flair. A Flair for the gold. Oh, yes. Not in your Which list. Which I watched yesterday. List. Of course it's not on my list. Did you? What do you mean, of course it's not on your list? It's perfection. Almost. It's not. Yes, it is. It's not. I'm sick of this purest wrestling bullshit where 92 Royal Rumble is perfect. It is. So it's not. So this is the first Rumble um, and the only Rumble for a very long time that was actually for the WWF title. Uh, They did it with Roman Reigns a few years ago when Triple H won it. Um, But other than that, this is the only time it's been that. Um, Ric Flair at this point was NWA champion, I believe, um, and was sort of representing that side of wrestling whilst being in the WWF, which was really, really cool. And so because of that, no one thought Ric Flair was going to win this because it's like, why would we give this outside guy our title? That's awesome. Um, Ric Flair comes in at number three. So almost goes coast to coast with this and um, does absolutely amazingly. British Bulldog has a really good run in this match as well. I think he's number one or two and stays in for a long time. Two, I believe. Two. Um, and I believe the last two are Ric Flair and Sid Justice. And yeah. um, and Hulk Hogan comes out because he's all pissed with Sid Justice and basically eliminates Sid Justice for Ric Flair or like distracts him so that Ric Flair well, can't eliminate him. It was, it was between Hogan, Sid and uh, Flair. And uh, I'm just going to call him Vicious. Vicious throws um, Hogan out and Hogan's like, what the hell? You took my main event spot. And he grabs Vicious's <laughs> arm. Um, Vicious is hanging over top rope and he holds him and then Ric Flair comes from behind and dumps him out to to get the win which is the perfect finish if you're Ric Flair if you're the dirtiest player in the game that's how you win a Royal Rumble it's awesome yeah. but 
aside from all of this and how awesome the rumble was also it was a nice long like this was back when um the i think it was two minutes it was every two minutes a wrestler came out back then as opposed to 90 seconds which it is now which they don't adhere to at all if you actually um have a stopwatch with you and you watch the recent rumbles they just do whatever they feel like it just is really fun um, to watch rumbles with my monocle up. um but um yeah this is back they adhered to it it was two minutes and two minutes is quite a long time so you can sort of build nice little stories um without someone else getting in the way um so they did that consistently through this match it was great but also the other um person who performed their tits off this night is bobby the brain heenan his commentary <laughs> yeah. work through this rumble is it's up there in probably in the top three of his greatest commentary work. Yes. Or I would say the greatest commentary work from anyone. Bobby the Brain just nailed it. He was an unashamed, you know, he was Ric Flair man through and through. And just his reaction when Ric Flair came out at number three, and he was like, oh, God, no, like, this is awful. And then jumping to Ric Flair winning and just, um, yeah, Bobby the Brain going through. And Roddy Piper, Roddy Piper had a great one, a great moment in this rumble. And uh, Bobby the Brain jumping from calling it a kilt to a skirt based on who Roddy was beating up. Uh, it was just fantastic. Bobby the Brain Heenan made this match for me. Between Rick, um, uh, Rick, Roddy, British Bulldog, and Bobby the Brain are the reasons why this rumble is so good. Uh, I'll definitely agree. Bobby the Brain, the, the commentary, so he doesn't let up for like, the whole thing. It's just it's incredible. so funny. Uh, I learned in the 2018 Royal Rumble, or no, two, 2007 Royal Rumble, whichever one Ric Flair came out in, I can't remember now, um, he was 35 seconds short of an hour. That's how long he was in there. Fun fact. That's how long he was in there, and um, that record was beaten um, by um, one man who is redacted. And then beaten by Ray. But then Ray, but then Ray beat it the following year. Yeah, it was the point of that. Exactly. So one of the main issues I have with the 92 Royal Rumble is possibly due to my Hulk Hogan hatred. Um, it's that made all about him again. You know, grabbing That's because he's the man. I know, but he's such a knob. <laughs> I, he's not, well, he's a knob, but he's, that's why I love him. I love Hulk Hogan. Yeah, you're um, always cheering for the villains. We're getting that. <laughs> but, um, no, I will say Hollywood Hulk Hogan was my favourite, but, um, it's, I don't know, Hulk Hogan, like, he, it is all about him, but it's sort of, that's okay. In early 90s, late 80s wrestling, you sort of want that. It's like, why would you watch um, He-Man if He-Man wasn't in the episode all the time? Do you know what I mean? It's like the same sort of thing. I don't know why He-Man was the one I came up with. Yeah. Or Power Rangers, <laughs> and like, it's, there wasn't a single Power Ranger in it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, completely. It's just, I love the... Rick wins and then just fucks off to the back while uh, Hulk, and, Hulk and Sid have a stare down and a fight that gets broken up, which did lead to the fantastic um, interview by uh, Mean Gene. Where our drops come from. Which is where that cigarette out comes from. Yeah. So, yeah, that's awesome. Um, so that that justifies it being in the list, right? One of Mean Gene's greatest um, quips. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. There you go. What's a weird thing on um, the WWE Network version of Rumble 92? Um, there's an interview just before the Royal Rumble with Ric Flair, um, 
where the interviewer asked Ric Flair what number he got. And he tells the interviewer, I got number three. But Bobby the Brain didn't know that on commentary. And no one knew what number Ric Flair was going to come out because it was a special, it was an interview done only for the UK Silver Vision home release, the video release that was like a bonus thing put in to that. But for some reason, that's the version that WWE have sort of ripped and put on the WWE network. That's weird, isn't it? That is weird. I like that fact, though. I've got a fact for you. Do you want a Royal Rumble fact? Yes, I bloody do. It's about time. In 1994, there were two Royal Rumble matches. So there was obviously the the famous one with Brett and Lex Luger both uh, both winning. But there was another one on January 17th at a Madison Square Garden show. It was untelevised, so it's not technically canon, but it was called a Royal Rumble match. And Owen Hart was the winner by eliminating Fatu. So Owen Hart is really? the Royal Rumble winner. Owen Hart is a Rumble winner, but he's got, he got nothing to show for it. Absolutely nothing. Except us oh. talking about it now. I believe they did a um, they did a Royal Rumble rehearsal before the very first Royal Rumble. They as did, well. and it, it was, was an absolute shit show. One. Oh, was it? It was. Um, so Pat Patterson came up with the idea, and they ran a test for it, and it was um, oh, fuck. Who was it? This is going to bug me now. Uh, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to remember this. Uh, but basically, they ran a test for it. Pat Patterson wasn't there to kind of um, look it over and make sure that everything was okay, and eventually. It was just a clusterfuck, and they were like, "Let's not use this idea for a while." And it was only when they actually <laughs> everyone in the back just staring at Pat Patterson. He's like just looking at his shoes. Like, it's all gone to shit. Well, Pat Patterson also wanted to have a trophy. So, like, you know how the Stanley Cup is? You know, they they engrave all the names for people, and you know he wanted to have it kind of that style where people's names get engraved, and then they, you know present it and then they could show it off at like the these events that they do and stuff but yeah. uh yeah didn't they didn't go for that but i suppose you would have to scratch out chris benoit's name wouldn't you well yeah this is it like yeah why is that year missing why is the <laughs> statue in that year? yeah um oh here it is so the final two were junkyard dog and one man gang both men went over the top rope and one man gang was declared the winner and he lost the title match against hulk hogan the following month so uh it was yeah Terrible until they decided go. to give it another go. Oh, I, I, can't, I can't let a, a fat go, Jesse. Had to had to get that in there. My, ah, there you go. Educational podcast. If um, if all you're interested any, in is wrestling, anything else. Yeah. <laughs> so my number three uh, again comes from just like one moment in it is the the Royal Rumble 2008. Oh, okay. I think I'd sort of fallen out of wrestling at this point. I don't know if I've ever seen 2008. Oh, really? Well, let me uh, paint you a picture of words. Please do. So, it was the 21st... (laughs) So, this was at Madison Square Garden, and that alone made it kind of cool, because this was when they were still using the kind of original entrance way, you know, like they did at Survivor Series... 2002 with the swinging open gate thing in the crowd they used that for the royal rumble which was fantastic awesome they've they've re um they've sort of redone madison square garden now so that doesn't exist anymore does it no no it's it's just like another arena now which is a which is Mm. a shame and this rumble is great because it kind of shows it was a lot of like the up-and-comers you had guys like cm punk um Miz, Shelton Benjamin, just like it was a very mid-card heavy show but a lot of guys that you went oh, I'd love to see these guys win and the guys that started are The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels which is, you know, 
Oh, that's cool. Pretty cool, right? Uh, you also get debuts such as, um, not debuts, people showing up such as Jimmy Snooker and Roddy Piper. They have a great moment because they show up as number nine, uh, number 18 and number 19. And they just have a great little callback moment. So there's just like loads of little callback moments. But the thing that makes this so good is number 30 hits. And so this was peak We Hate Cena. But John Cena's music hits and the crowd go insane. Because this is when was, he was out, wasn't it? Exactly. He'd been out with a yeah. peck tear or, or, or something. I think he it was, was back surgery, man. I think he broke his neck. He did something like really hardcore. He was meant to be out for like months and like nearly a year. And he showed up four months later to the Rumble. Like, that that's when we say, oh, I'm going to super scene of this and heal it. That's what we mean. He took four that's, months off. That's the sort of shit Kurt Angle used to do. Kurt Angle is a crazy person. Exactly, and I think John's definitely on his level. So, uh, John Cena's music hits Triple H in the ring with, like, Carlito and some other bitches. And the crowd <laughs> just absolutely I miss Carlito. It. I miss Carlito, too. I've I'd, I'd have Carlito back in a second. I yeah. would mark so much. I spin in the face. Imagine just hearing that out of nowhere. That would be beautiful. Even just as a, a Rumble appearance, because the 2018 one, we had um, the Hurricane come back. Yeah, yeah, Carlito could come back. He, he does, um, he's cameoing in Glow, isn't he? So, if yeah. Glow's coming back for another season they're well, gonna he did a um, that rub. he did a cameo on the edge and christian show on on the network on their new season which did he? is hilarious ah well that's a good sign that maybe he's on all right terms with people yeah exactly and uh yeah john Cena music hits everyone goes mental and it's so funny because everyone's like yeah fuck it john Cena." and he comes out and everyone's like high-fiving him and like this is the coolest thing ever and then they go Wait, we don't like John Cena. <laughs> Ooh, John Cena, boo. <laughs> and he ends up winning it and everyone hates him again. But up until that moment, it was just, it's a very cool rumble. And I just love the, I just love the feel of Madison Square Garden. Um, yeah. And it's just very cool. Madison Square Garden back then. I remember WrestleMania 20 was at Madison Square Garden and they didn't use that special entrance bit, but they had, where that special entrance bit, they had like the big graphic just showing whatever match was happening at that time. Do you yes. remember? Yeah. So whenever the hard cam was on, you'd see a picture of Eddie and Kurt or whatever match was going on. And it was, yeah, that was a really cool touch as well. And the entranceway had the coolest um, LED floor in the world for the entrances, which LED we talked floor. about before. I love that LED floor more than anything else in wrestling. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh, lovely. Okay. Okay, so I've only got my number one left, so do you want to do your number two? Uh, my number two was Royal Rumble 2007. Oh yeah, I mixed it. Brilliant. Cool. So, um, <laughs> cool. I've got my number one now. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Sweet, <laughs> awesome. Turned up in here. Um, so, my number one, it will come as no surprise to you, I'm sure, um, or regular listeners. My number one... No, I asked Alexis to play that song the other day, and she told me she couldn't. Um, <laughs> no, Jess. Royal Rumble 2000. I don't think I should do that. Royal Rumble 2004, won by Chris Benoit, is my favourite Royal Rumble of all time. This Shock. is the shocker. This is the first Royal Rumble I ever watched live in my life, um, and it's also the Royal Rumble where my favourite wrestler of all time won. So that's nice. And from number one, no less. And it was just... I, th- but I think this whole thing is put together really, really, really well. Mm. Um, so we start with... Um, who's been at number one and two? We've got Randy Orton and... Oh, and Chris Benoit, obviously, because um, Benoit won from number one. So Chris Benoit and Randy Orton start it. Um, and Randy Orton lasts ages. It's not until Mick Foley comes out as a surprise 
entrant having beaten up Test in the back. Um, so Stone Cold sends him out as number 21. See, I know this rumble so well, I just remember this shit. And um, he comes out and um, throws Randy over the top. Randy Orton hits Mick Foley in the face with a chair on the outside. Really fucking hard. I've never seen such a hard chair shot to someone's head. Do you remember this chair shot? I do remember that chair shot. Ugh, sickening. But um, that was great. Um, we get Ernest Cat Miller comes out. That's a nice little um, oh, appearance. Yeah, that's random. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, Benoit goes from coast to coast. He does absolutely amazingly. Um, but this Wumble as well, it was really unpredictable who was going to win because it sort of made sense that Benoit was going to win it because... And he'd lost to Brock Lesnar unfairly a few weeks before. And Paul Heyman, who was um, SmackDown GM at the time, said to um, Benoit, you can never challenge the WWE title ever again, having lost to Brock. Um, so it's like, oh, but this is the way Benoit could do it. So maybe he'll win. Goldberg had been announced as number 30, the unstoppable Santa himself. Um, so he, <laughs> it was like, how is number 30... Uh, being Goldberg, how is he going to get eliminated? That's ridiculous. Kurt Angle was in it. He dedicated his Royal Rumble victory to the troops in Afghanistan. Oh, yeah. It was like, ah, if you say something like that, you've got to win, surely. Um, so it was like there was all these people that just feasibly could have won it. And, and yeah, that was great. And it um, set loads of seeds. So Kane was in. It went black. And the Undertaker's gone for the first time since he buried the Undertaker alive at Survivor Series. Um, so that set up, obviously, the start of their WrestleMania match. And just, yeah, fantastic. The last ones in the Rumble, I believe, were Big Show, Benoit, RVD, Angle, Jericho, um, and John Cena. And they um, added this great moment where they all ganged up on Big Show and everyone hit their finishes in succession on Big Show, with every single person in the ring being a fan favourite at the time. It was just a great moment. And yeah, just really, really, really good rumble from start to finish. Um, I enjoy it because, you know, I, I watched it when I was 14. My favourite wrestler won it. But I think the pacing of it and the storylines that were started in it was just awesome. I think it's fantastic. Well, that's the thing. They don't really do that anymore where they set up for... They, they still do it every now and again. But I think this one had like four matches set up for WrestleMania or something stupid. Uh, and it was just insane, as you mentioned, with uh, Mick Foley and Randy Orton. Also... Yeah. Randy, uh, Mick Foley coming back that that pop still still gets me going that was great I love a good return pop like that it's uh, it's very good and and also um, I liked that so because this was the um, uh, first rumble since the brand no it wasn't um, there was one before but um, JR and King just did the commentary um, since the brand split but in 2004 um, they did JR and Taz on commentary JR being play by play from Raw and Taz being colour commentary from Smackdown that was cool you know to teenage me who was quite invested in the whole Smackdown and Raw were totally different things when I was that age as I know you were as well yeah and um, it was quite cool to sort of have those two commentators working together and I think they did a really good job and um, JR also mentioned on commentary, which is another cool fact, the two, aside from the very first Royal Rumble, this was the first and poss- I think still only Royal Rumble where there wasn't a single formal winner in the Royal Rumble. So yes. in that Rumble, you were guaranteed a winner, uh, a first time Royal Rumble winner, no matter what. Yeah, completely. And um, as you say, it, it's the pacing of it is good. And Benoit, he did kind of fade into the background throughout 
the match, but I think that was a good thing. You know, he was still just doing like the workhorse st- stuff in the background. Oh god, yeah, he, but he never rested. No, like, no, he's still he going. And an autumn, autumn was just like, and it set up the seed great for them to to face each other at SummerSlam. You knew they could work together. You knew it would be good. And uh, yeah, it was it was a great match. It's a shame that it will yeah. never be talked about ever again, except for on this podcast. Yeah, it's a shame. I feel a bit bad for Randy Orton because, um, you know, between that and winning the world title at SummerSlam from Benoit, that's like, that's two standout, you know, achievements in his career that um, can't be talked about. It's a shame. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, tough. Oh, well, yeah. But yeah, Randy, Or- Randy Orton last, and when you think Randy Orton was 23 at this point. Yeah, it's and- yeah, and um, yeah, just put on a tremendous, um, really proving, you know, backlash against Mick Foley or Cactus Jack um, when Cactus Jack just brutalised him. Um, d- d- made everyone take Randy Orton really seriously and go, oh God, he's not just a pretty face or he's not just a son of a wrestler, you know, that's um, got lucky. He can really go. But I think the seeds for that were planted in this Royal Rumble. And it was like, oh my God, he's lasted a fair while and done a really good job. Yeah, that's what, that's what, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I was going to say then. I was going to say something random. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I agree with you. And uh, just the fact he was 23. God, that pisses me I off. I know, right? Yeah. Oh, well. I'll get over it with my old man, Bones. <laughs> Speaking of old man, my favorite Royal Rumble goes back uh, to one of my first Royal Rumbles that I watched. Was the 2001 Royal Rumble. Ah. I don't know why I said, I said that the wrong way around. Said Royal Rumble like that was the surprise in two thousand one like that was the two thousand one Royal Rumble Royal Rumble <laughs> yeah uh, this um, is the start of probably the best thing that WWE's produced these three months when people say oh I missed the attitude like the attitude era was so great that they're, they're purely talking about these three months <laughs> yeah January to March yeah. two thousand one honestly the, the rest yeah, of the it is dog shit. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, dog shit! It's not fair. Um, it's it's, uh, it's. I think I stand by 1997 as being a fantastic year for the WWF. Yeah. Any Raw in 1997, I could watch and still find very entertaining. 1997 is is a very good one. 98, not so much. But um, from here, it's you know they've got some of the best talent that they've got going at uh, this Royal Rumble. Uh, it's not a one-man show. It's not, you know, Flair. It's not in 92 or Austin in 97. It's, you know, everyone gets a cool story. Everyone gets spots, much like they did with the 2018 Royal Rumble. This is where Kane set the famous record before Roman beat it. And he got 11 eliminations, lasting 53 minutes, which yeah. was quite impressive. Also, that is very impressive. I had to rewatch this match again recently. How I always forget how massive Kane was, like, muscular-wise. It was jacked, and it can't be easy when you're. I mean, Braun Strowman's the same now, you know. Like, but when you're that sort of size, but Kane was like jacked and also defined. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's difficult. It can't be easy. Yeah, it can't be easy to do when you've got that much body to work out. You know what I mean? (laughs) Be exhausting. And then you had like really funny stuff, like Drew Carey coming in. And that's when Kane shows up and Drew Carey's just like, I'm just going to eliminate myself, you know? That's just... Not... Oh, yeah, that was quite funny, actually. He was the free... rare moment of WWE comedy that... Um, actually worked, well. yeah. Uh, Honky Tonk Man came back and got a, um, a guitar to the head and also the, the hardcore aspect in the middle. So it, it did kind of go in stages of like what was happening in the match and the hardcore stuff was great fun. Uh, 
because we don't get people getting brained in the head anymore, it's quite a shock to see get people getting brained in the head. Yes. You go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I was just saying about um, the Mick Foley chair shot, yeah, Randy Orton chair shot as well. Just yeah, you just don't see it. Yeah, exactly. And it it just kind of goes from segment to segment. And the Kane with that garbage can, it, it, he hits a lot of people very hard with it. Like Raven, Raven and Al Snow hit people with a trash can lid so hard that it just shouldn't be humanly possible. And that sets up to WrestleMania 17, where it's Kane, Raven, and Big Show for the hardcore title. Which is one of my favourite hardcore matches. Yeah, it's great. Um, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, Kane just fucks shit up. Yeah, Raven goes through a window. Raven almost knocks the power out. <laughs> Raven's nearly... God, can you imagine? Oh, that would have been beautiful. But then Austin comes out, Triple H is still pissed with him, and like takes him out, bloodies him up. So Austin's kind of out of it for a while. Uh, and then the final three are Kane, Austin, and The Rock. And it's a great setup because Austin's all bleeding and bloody. And Kane still in this is like the marathon man throughout the match. So you're quite happy with any three of these people winning. And you, the, the famous moment I always remember is Rock on one side of the ring, Austin on the other, Austin's blood, bloody busted open. And he just gets that wild stare and the two just face each other. And they just had such good chemistry together. Like, thank goodness the two top guys that you booked have that good a chemistry together. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And like, talk about, you know, they've been trying so hard, you know, with Roman and with Cena and stuff to sort of catch lightning in a bottle and get this massive star. They had two at the same time yeah. at this era. It's incredible that two people that over were, you know, similar age and working at the exact same time. And they could work Crazy. together because, like, obviously they've had stuff in the past with, like, Hogan, Macho Man or Hogan Ultimate Warrior, however you want to look at it. But the matches haven't always been great between them. In all honesty, no, Hogan Macho had good chemistry. I would say, yeah, yeah, for a Hogan match, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I think that you shut up. <laughs> um, but this one, when it, and then it comes down to Kane and Austin. Austin levels in with the chair, and I always see it in black and white slow motion due to the uh, the WrestleMania 17 video package. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Every drop of oh, I love my it. way or the highway. It just oh, it's the best video package ever. Fight me, I don't care. No, it's good. No, I agree. It's very good. Um, I still think Monster, the Daniel Bryan WrestleMania 30, um, is the greatest promo package of all time. Exactly. And Personally. then Austin eliminates Kane, and Kane still looks strong as hell because he was in the final two after doing all of that decimation. But Austin is the man, and he's going going to WrestleMania. And then we get Rock Austin WrestleMania. Greatest pay-per-view of all time. And No Way What's Out. the greatest pay-per-view of all time? Everyone always skips over No Way Out. Oh, yeah, the three stages of hell. Uh, no, that was that was Stone Cold Triple H. Yeah, yeah, it was, but that was... And Triple H won. Yeah. Random, right? Of course he fucking did. Of course he fucking did. Fucking did. The game goes over. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was a crazy match, and I absolutely loved it. Very good. Thank you. Do you want to hear what the, uh, the sh- Snot Till 5 lot think? I think we better. Let's do it. Um, everyone's saying exactly the same as us. <laughs> oh, really? No, we haven't spoken to them for a while, have we? We keep forgetting to actually post and ask their opinion before we do a show, right. so it's quite nice. That... I'm going to try and pick, because a lot of them are all um, 2001, 2007, 2008, 92, 92, 92, 92. Uh, so... Yes, yeah, see? You don't stop hating on 92. Everyone agrees Everyone with me. Everyone can shut up. Um, everyone, everyone is my friend. <laughs> well done, you finally got one. This guy <laughs> says, uh, "What's your name? Rich Danger Owens. Great. 
Ray's 2006 wow. win was a pretty huge feel-good moment. It was. It was a, a very cool moment. I love the elimination of, was it Triple H, where he did the Hurricane Rana over the top rope. It was good. Did feel like they were cashed. Which one was this? I wasn't listening. <laughs> 2006, where Ray wins. Oh, yeah. No, that was a good one. Yeah, that was a good rumble. Um, and again, that's a sad moment that um, Ray can't really have in his achievements list anymore. He can have the rumble, but there's a really nice, like, celebratory moment um, with all of his best mates backstage afterwards with um, Chris Benoit being one of those mates. So we can never see that in any highlight packages, which is a shame. Oh, God damn it. But yeah, it was a feel-good moment. Um, kind of felt like cashing on the moment, but we, we were okay with it. We were fine with it, you know. Should it have been Chavo? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> well, yeah, of course it should have been, but um, he's not marketable, damn it. Can't draw, damn it. Uh, this guy says, Sega32, I'm a big fan of 94 because it was the first one I saw, fair enough. And I like 94. Not a clue. And I like 2000 because of the pop for the rock. I like 2012 because I was there. Oh, I was there. Uh, Royal mm. Rumble is by far my favourite pay per view. Who did win the 1994 Royal Rumble? Because this guy's made terrible choices. Royal Rumble 94. Right. Oh, right. uh, uh, I'm on it, I'm on it. Um, did, did, did. Oh, it was the um, Lex Luger and Bret Hart co Ah, we spoke about it. We shouldn't have that. God damn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we talked about it, didn't we, about 20 yeah. years ago. <laughs> and he likes the 2001, which uh, which The Rock ended up winning. 2004, this guy just says the best rumbles are the ones where the competitors continue storylines. That's a that's a great fact. That's true. Well, that, that, that makes 2004 one of the best without question. Yeah. Uh, 1990 is also a really good one. DBSE uh, at number one. He and Jake going outside the ring had not done that before. And the Hogan Warrior standoff. Yeah. Like yes, um yes, that's my hour birth year, nineteen ninety, and um I was born in March, so Ultimate Warrior was um or Ultimate Warrior was won the title of the first main year after my birth and it all led from that Royal Rumble. There you go. That's how it's there happened. you go. Um this guy because he says two thousand four for him as well and five WrestleMania matches were set up. I only remember like four. So we have Evolution versus um what do you call them rock and sock yes and that's randy and, and mick then you had Shawn yes. michaels and kurt angle no that was rainier 21 oh you see that's wrong um brock goldberg set up here yes yeah so that's yeah brock brock had um completely squashed um hardcore holly um at this uh the 2004 royal rumble and um then came out um to eliminate Goldberg. Like, he wasn't in the Rumble. Lesnar just came out through... Go- no, he didn't even throw Goldberg off the top. He just ran in, F5'd him, and then got out. And then Goldberg was looking at Lesnar, and he was all pissed off. And then Booker T um, throws a distracted Goldberg over the top rope. Uh, and then we had Undertaker Kane, so that's four. Yeah. And I guess Chris Benoit was, winning so sets Beth, up the by five. Benoit winning sets up, yeah, sets up the title match, even though when he won, um, we assumed it was going to be like Lesnar Benoit or something. Yeah, because no one really did the switching at that time to, to choose. No, 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 no one even knew it was an option until the night after when Benoit came out on Raw. That was a very cool moment. Uh, one thing we didn't talk about was um, Goldberg splitting Nunzio in half with a spear, which is still... Oh, uh, Jesus, the best spear Goldberg's ever done yep. on Nunzio in that Royal Rumble. It was fantastic. <laughs> and I swear Nunzio only makes it that far in the Rumble just for that one moment. Yeah, and then after, after he speared... Um, the camera is really close to his face when Goldberg grabs him by the neck to pick him up and throw him out. And when he grabs him by the neck, you see Nunzio go, ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, I love it. Um, yeah, everyone else is pretty much agreeing with us. Lenzio was great. He was really underrated. Lenzio was great. Again, he showed up in the um, Edge and Christian show the recently. Window. They did a oh, they? Um, Goonies spoof. It's, it's, it's so funny, the Edge and Christian show. Shouldn't be that funny for, like, wrestling I, trash. I watched the first one that was ever made and thought it was the most unfunny thing I've ever seen in my life and I've never bothered to watch anymore. Uh, season two's on to it. I like it. Uh, okay, I might, I might give it a second go. So, yeah, everyone is kind of in agreement with us which is a, a nice surprise we we normally have you guys to screw with us heavily so thank, thank you for that um i also want to say because i was very torn whether to have the women's 2018 royal rumble or the men's and i, I was just watching it before we we came on and it's so good it's, it has everything you need it's got nostalgia it's got fun spots unfortunately it has michelle mccall in it but besides that it's great yeah that's a shame she looks um she looks like she would taste salty, Michelle McCall. She, yeah. Um, her and Liv Morgan. Yeah. Her and, yeah, but I'm alright with it with Liv for some reason. Yeah. And I, I, I quite like, it suits her, that look, but yeah, not Michelle McCall. The problem I have um, with Michelle McCall is she's like the epitome of everything that was wrong with the Divas era. She was like the Divas champion to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I'm looking forward to the women's one this year. I think um, they've got some real potential. I think now that they've got the first one out of the way last year and it was like, celebrating women and let's get all the old legends back and stuff they can actually move forward and start making some good storylines with the current stars in this one it's true and we can still get a few surprises can remember like last year we're like why, oh, yeah, why, why haven't they invited this person and i was thinking about today you don't want to blow your load on the first one with inviting everyone back no yeah i hope we get um, if we do get nostalgic people um i would love to see victoria yeah, Victoria's uh, the main one. Did you know this is her last year Love wrestling? Victoria. She's retired. Yeah, I heard yeah. that. That's, um, that's a shame because uh, she's awesome. But, if she, you know, she's retiring on her own terms, so fair play to her. Yeah. Well done, Victoria. Exactly, yeah. One last kind of rumble run, you know, just an appearance. Because seeing Molly Holly yeah. last year and Jacqueline and Tori Wilson being a different person, <laughs> which I, I paused and looked, Jesse. It's a different person. I'm still, yeah, I'm still convinced. I think it's a fembot from Austin Powers. <laughs> I think you're 100% right with that. <laughs> These boots were made for walking. <laughs> Just weird. Um, do, do you want to, like, because we'll be recording afterwards as well, do you want to make a quick pick? Make it make it current again? Oh, yeah, okay. Um, so um, I have to go with Finn Balor for the Royal Rumble. Oh, and I know it makes when, no when sense storyline-wise. It's it's fun. I'm enjoying being a like a, a wrestling. But I'm a fan of a wrestler, and I will back him. I don't, you know, I'm not paying attention to. I mean, obviously I am, but I'm not, um, you know, letting how he's booked affect me. I'm just suspending my disbelief and backing my baby boy Finn uh, for everything. I want Finn Balor to win, and I think he will win the male Royal Rumble. Okay, by that same logic, I because I'm very much leaning towards the whole. Seth Rollins is going to win it from a smarky, like, yeah, if you look at it from this standpoint. But yeah, I, yeah, yeah. my favourite has always been for Drew McIntyre to win. So I'm sticking with McIntyre. Nice. It's fun. It's nice. Yeah. To, let's, let's enjoy wrestling again. You know, like, you, you don't watch football and go, oh, who's uh, who's been booked more stronger? It's just, you just enjoy it for what it is. And that's what we need to start doing again. So I'm back in Finn. But you're right. If um, if you are looking at it from a sparky point of view, Seth does seem like the obvious choice. And also, if it ends up being Seth Brock, um, I, they could do a really nice little build-up storyline of Seth being the one to sort of when he cashed in at thirty and stole it from Brock. They never really resolved that between those two, did they? And it would be quite no. cool if they brought that back. 
Yeah, I'd be a big fan of that. And uh, or, or ultimate, oh no, who's who's WWE champion? Oh, Brian, isn't it? Brian Seth could be a fantastic match as well. Yeah. Um, but or Brian Finn would be a stunning match. Um, but uh, yeah, who do you think will win the women's? I don't know. I was trying to debate this earlier, trying to figure it out because again, head I go Charlotte or or Becky gonna win it. Um. Yeah, in all honesty, I would love to see Becky win it because I've I've been hypnotized by her, like every other red-blooded wrestling fan. She just, of course, she's like a hypno toad. She's the hypno toad of yes. the women's division. But she is. I I think um I think Charlotte and Becky are going to Lex Luger Bret Hart it. Ooh, that's what I think. It's a good shout. It's a good shout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no other real women I'm, I'd root for. Like I'd love to see maybe Trin win it because I'm a big big fan of hers, but. Yeah, I'd be fine with Becky or Charlotte winning. Yeah, yeah, I reckon they'll they'll let's lose it, but it won't be a triple threat of Mania. Um, Becky will go for Ronda, and Charlotte will go for Asuka. I reckon in a WrestleMania rematch. Ooh, the possibilities. Let's see if we're right, people. In the next mm. two, three weeks, however long we got, who knows? Um, Very exciting. What's coming up? When are we next doing a show? We are doing a show on. Da, 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 da. The 24th. Next weekend, I'm going to a new promotion in London called Pro Wrestling Soul. And I'm taking our dear Matthew to his first ever wrestling show. Close friend of mine and and Jesse's. He's he's not a wrestling fan, but he lives in Wimbledon where where the show is happening. And it's a solid card. And I thought, do you want to come along? And he's like, yeah, I'll come along. So it's me, him, Luke and Jack. He's some of the earth. He is. It's... uh, see what his reaction is because i like taking people who don't watch wrestling to wrestling shows i feel like it's the best <laughs> introduction yeah we're doing this today no <laughs> so it should be good pro wrestling soul will be will be enjoyable as i mentioned on the next podcast we've got colin russell ames joining us to talk about all things announcing and uh how he kind of used the business from his standpoint we always like to get a different opinion on things so i'm very much looking forward to that last time we had a ring announcer on the podcast he spoke for an hour and a half so let's let's try and keep this one under wraps. Oh, no, but I enjoy I enjoyed the last one. Yeah, I know. Um, Jim Lee was if a treasure. Wants to go back and listen to Jim. Yeah, it was absolutely fantastic. That's one of my favourite shows that we've done. I think actually, mm, good times. Uh, go yeah. check out our episodes. You can find us everywhere at Got Till Five. There's also a website that we have that's called it's a beautiful thing uh, there won't be a video up coming up of this because it fucked up at the start and I just couldn't be bothered to fix it so we'll try again we will try again work on it for next time 2019 was supposed to be our year <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we need to let the listeners in on that joke now because we're going to be doing that a lot this year me and Jesse are going to be saying that when anything small or minor goes wrong this year it? it's the smallest the smallest inconvenience in your life you just have to scream to the heavens 2019 was supposed to be my year we said it a lot already yeah, we have. <laughs> we reckon, we both said, uh, we reckon Vince screamed it where after the um, All Elite Wrestling press conference that they <laughs> Damn it, Chris. Uh, but it was beautiful. Uh, but also, do actually go check out our um, Got Till 5 YouTube channel. Just type in Got Till 5, will come up. Because um, I've started doing some videos to, uh, of the current product and just like, just doing some video stuff with the top five theme on it. Uh, so you can go check out. We've just done one on Wrestle Kingdom, and there'll be another one coming after the Royal Rumble. So go check that out. Sweet. I'll try. I'll try and do a couple as well and send them to you to edit, so you can put them up. Exactly. Because I'm fundamentally a lazy person, but I will do my best. Yeah, I know. You try. 
That's all we ask for at God Till 5. I'm Just try. I'm all in. I'm all intention. <laughs> Maybe that should be like a t-shirt design. God Till 5. Just try. <laughs> yeah, just all intention. <laughs> uh, thank you, everyone, who listened to this episode. It's nice to be back in 2019. I can't believe we're setting out on a second full year of doing this. Crazy. So when did we start? Like middle of 2017. End of 2017 so. in September. So we did a full year in 2018, and we're going to hope to finish a full year in 2019. We've at, I've come up with top fives. We've got plans. You know, it should work. It by all accounts, it should work. I just came. <laughs> and on that note, we'll say goodnight. <laughs> Bye! Bye! Oh, yeah, had to drop. Ah, fuck it, I'll put it in afterwards. Ah, fuck it, I'll play it now. You have until the count of five. I happen to love the number five. It's a beautiful number. A glorious number. You got to the count of five. Put that cigarette out.